0: Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brusson.
1: Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. I am John Boy, and it is John Boy time, the COVID kid, COVID barely 18, Uh, your host, John Fahey, joining me as ever, prettiest boy under the sun, three children on top of each other in a trench coat, disguising themselves as an adult man, each child ripped, shredded with a huge cock, the sultan of smut, Aaron Joseph Peta.
2: Don't forget that I am... uh, The Marquise? uh, I am the Marquise, and I'm also... Um, in my, my medical residency, to one day become a Dr. Infinity myself. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. Now, now, for you freeloaders who don't get the Patreon, <laughs> you'll have to go back to the previous. The <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Infinity is, uh, well, he's somebody who does his own thing. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I highly recommend listening to that. Now, speaking of doctors and huge cocks, big time. And doing his own thing. Yeah. To on the left of my screen. <laughs> speaking of
1: speaking of reaching for your dreams.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Matthew Bruso, LSD. Hey, How buddy. are you, Matt? Look at the beautiful Los Angeles skyline behind you. Boom.
1: Oh. <laughs> Forget about it, Jake. It's Chineseville. <laughs>
2: You're in the the bosom of the Pacific Ocean.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, if, you, if you do not subscribe to the Patreon, I would say uh, last episode recorded rem- remotely in quarantine, um, one of the best. And then one actually the actually before that, the, the last one, oh no, well, that was a regular episode, but you, you both, got, both of you guys really brought great shit to both of those we, last two episodes.
2: We got really, courtesy of, uh, I know that I got housed last night. Yes. Uh, yeah. Off of uh, a good friend here. Nick Shapiro's uh, cocktails. yeah the Vespers from from the motion picture and book Casino Royale yeah uh, found out that each one of those little martinis has four ounces of liquor in it oh cool <laughs> wow.
0: you drank at least
1: two
2: I drank at least two and a beer during the show
1: uh-huh. then you had to have a snack
2: I did I had to have a few <laughs> snacks I yeah. had some crackers a whole bar of chocolate oh boy and, and I really hope for those listening you didn't hear me Smacking my fucking gums. Yeah, I'm sorry. if that's annoying. I know it is. I apologize. I'm a monster.
1: <laughs> um, I think we've said it in a moment, but it's, uh, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll
0: have some of this on YouTube.
2: Matt, is that right?
0: Yeah, this one. Yeah, well, this uh, we'll be back on YouTube with this one.
1: Okay, if
2: so, everything goes
0: right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know what this whole thing reminds me of, Tell like, me. and I've been watching the news, and like now Chris Cuomo's got the COVID, and uh, you know everybody's like shooting their shit from home. You know, in in, uh, 1989, Batman, when when Bruce Wayne figured, when the authorities and Bruce figure out that, like, the Joker poison is inside all of the cosmetics in Gotham City, when they figure that out, and then you see, then he's watching the news in Gotham City. You see, like, all the newscasters have, like, big old zits and bags (laughs) under their eyes, and their hair is not done. It's a very, very nice detail in 1989. That's,
0: man. that's very very nice you've seen all these all these people at home with their they don't oh, have the yeah. professional makeup people no they're no, in these like weird like rooms yeah
2: even trump today he had his hair his hair was gray and his face was pale wait really yeah oh boy Ever... sick put the makeup back on <laughs> <laughs>
0: who's this who's this old man where's the where's Gr- the freak show
2: yeah chris cuomo still looks good though yeah yeah
0: oh yeah not great I I wouldn't fuck him, but you know someone must. Me. Do you guys know who Leslie Jordan is?
2: Uh, context. Do you have any context? He's
1: in like he's he's like you know he's one of those guys that plays like a million people in American Horror Story. Oh, okay. And he was in like Will and Grace, and he's he's like a southern, uh, you know, gay dude. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. But he's uh he's talking. You said
2: American Horror Story. We got it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's got a new update
0: well shit nice (laughs) what are y'all doing (laughs)
2: screwing come in come in come in
0: (laughs) there was an article in the New York Times
2: perfect perfect right there
0: about all the rules for sex during the pandemic (laughs) said the best is masturbation (laughs) my god I'm 65 I can't even do that it takes too long (laughs) I bet there'll be a lot of babies born. Nine must be Christmas babies. I feel like y'all all all out there screwing, and here I am just sitting. Well,
1: screw on. (laughs) That's very funny. You like that? I do a lot. Aaron, looks
2: like Dr. Infinity was on to something.
1: This guy, um... (laughs) When he came, when he, he he was talking about, he was raised really Southern Baptist in Tennessee, and um, he the, he's like I was baptized fourteen times because they would always say, they would always say sinners come forward, and I'd be like ooh I went in the woods with that boy, <laughs> <laughs> and then so he comes out here and he gets like really into like drugs and alcohol, and um, he he uh. He, he shares a jail cell with Robert Downey Jr. Oh, nice. And then years later, they, they were both our actors on Ally McBeal. And right, that I, was... Oh, and, and Robert Downey Jr. can't place where he knows him from. And he's like... I met you tonight, right? He's
2: like, yeah, he's I'm like, <laughs> he's like, that's pretty much like
1: when, good- I, when, I, uh, when I stopped
2: <laughs> using everything. Was uh, It's like Black Klansman crazy like, how the hell do I know you I oh, a yeah. cop that put me in jail yeah that's very <laughs> funny <laughs> yeah Leslie Jordan
1: <clears throat> well Aaron because of your um, very fun um, the longer part of the show on the the Patreon by the mm-hmm. way yeah uh, follow us on YouTube um, PP Podcast okay. on Twitter Profiles and Eccentricity on mm-hmm. Instagram and uh, get an extra show a week by subscribing um, I uh, I think because you were doing that stuff, I I went into um. This one I've been meaning to do for a long time, and it was it was inspired by also the Rialto report, and um. It overlaps in the same world as the Phil Prince stuff, you know, Wonderful. uh, very very closely, um. Mm. But it's 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 just super interesting. There was this there was this porn director. Who did a few like really you know zany over the top movies?
2: Zany. Yeah, they actually
1: <laughs> are kind of zany. Um,
0: like like when they do the ones where they, they play le- Simpsons characters and they're all yellow. Well, or they,
2: like, they, they were kind of spermies. <laughs> they, they were kind
1: of like, um, they were doing like a buddy, a buddy porn movie, you know, um, like. Like, a, it was based on Bing Crosby and, and Bob Hope doing movies together. And so it's, it's kind of like there's like this smooth ladies' man character, and then there's like the, the loser guy, you know? And it's, hmm. just, it's just that. That's like what was kind of like the setting of these movies that this guy got famous for. Was one called White Christmas? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but uh, they, uh, they were like in Europe and stuff like that. And, um, but the guy's name was Navrid Reef.
2: Navrid Reef R- Nav-rid.
1: Is that an anagram or backwards or something it, that's,
2: that's what somebody yeah. came up
1: with Is that it's Vanderfeer It's a Dutch name uh, ah, that, that was uh, Robin Boogie Who does Cinema Sewer Said a Dutch, mm. a Dutch correspondent Got in touch with him and was like what if that guy Is what if it's And then um, April Hall Who did all the, the great investigative journalism On the Rialto report about Phil Prince Basically starts chasing that down and um, his name was Tom Vanderfeer, and he was born in Rotterdam in the Netherlands, and uh, you know, just kind of like a middle class regular family. And he uh, he was there for the the Rotterdam Blitz, right? Oh. And the bombs hit the city uh, from the Luftwaffe, mm. um, May Fourteenth, nineteen forty, during the invasion, and it just it the whole historic city center is gone, right? It kills 900 people and 85,000 people are left homeless. 85,000. And the Nazi occupation then happens, and like the Nazis, the Gestapo are in his building. And like other people in school are like giving him shit because he looks kind of Jewish. And like um, the air quality from the bombing gives him lifelong emphysema, (sighs) you know, Uh, which is crazy thinking about all this shit going on right now. But well, um, we're all really clean. The, yeah, the, right the, now, the, the, the air. air's
2: never been cleaner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, just having having a respiratory thing, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, yeah, you're just kind of there with, like, this threat of violence. And, um, you know, obviously they make it through. But in 52, the whole family goes to Australia. And um,
2: that was pretty common. Yeah, what's that about? It's a—it was the new land of opportunity. It was just like know, get the fuck out of here. I—I I, I, like a lot of people that I've met from Australia were like yeah, the Italians and and Dutch. Like, oh yeah, my family moved here after World War II. When I mean it's '52, significantly after, but but yeah, um, big big a lot of space. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah that's
1: interesting. Um, know that. you know, his family kind of like assimilates pretty well, and um uh you know they kind of like all get new careers and you know he like his brother marries a girl and stuff like that and he gets into uh working as a photographer in Brisbane and um he gets really into photographing showgirls and ballet dancers and stuff and he you know he's kind of like a hustler you know um and he he marries this girl named Margaret and um he went over to chat with them because he knew her friend that he, he had also dated and then, like, the next day, he showed up at her house and just, like, started courting her hardcore. And then they get married super fast in 55. And um, she knows that he's, like, you know, quick and smart. But she said later that he had, like, the instincts of a pimp, you know.
2: He had pimp instincts.
1: Yeah, to kind of, like, get her to go out and get, like, additional money coming into mm-hmm. the house or whatever.
2: You're the hustler now.
1: Yeah. Oof. And uh, Wait, so he pimped out his wife?
2: Uh, no, it wasn't necessarily... That's more of your but, it's more of your hot wife wife share scenario. Well, it's just like go I'm gonna <laughs> you know go out
1: share? and uh and, and make bring in more money and then mm-hmm. it kind of you know ends up leading that way. But he you know he's also just like a hothead and he's like not down with the in-laws. And he would uh he would freak out and one time they were over visiting and like He's like, you guys have to leave. And there's nowhere for them to go. So he, like, gets them a tent and makes them camp outside. Wait,
2: whoa. (laughs) That's like Parasite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um,
0: So in his backyard, his in-laws were in a tent.
1: Yeah, yeah, he made them go in the backyard. I kind of like that. <laughs> I thought I knew. I really knew you would. Um, you would the back they here. there. Go home.
2: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Um, so then he would do the kind of thing where he'd be like taking your picture on the beach and then trying to sell you the picture and like shit like
2: that. And, <laughs> oh, you know, he's a real piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. P- a, the pimping and the kicking out of the in-laws is one thing. You know, <laughs> take my picture and try to sell it to me on the beach. You're a real fucking get, piece of work.
1: Gets really into the you know the the whole uh, like the the lab stuff of photography. You know he's all into that and he starts going to nightclubs and. He was really into the whole that whole scene and uh, he's doing a thing where he's like, oh, I'll take pictures of your customers, blah, blah, blah. And then they see that like, he has no film in the camera. So they throw <laughs> him out. Um, and so basically she's like, well, the studio isn't doing that much. So he's got, like a home studio and she basically finds out he's been taking pictures of like topless women and selling them, which is like, you know, super underground then, you know, and um, it would be like an exchange for like even like a meal in a restaurant. You know, he would just trade these things for whatever. It could be goods, services, money. But like, you know, she that was just it. like, "Yeah, how is this guy getting shit?" Um,
2: can I can I ask you? And this is not any sort of plot spoiler or anything, but this is this kind of reminds me of that story Matt told. Uh, this is probably a year ago now. Maybe the, the, it was the box patron. one. Yeah, where where she was, you know, it's like forty mm. Aussie dollars for some light BDSM.
0: Oh. Yeah. oh, right, right. Remember the, that, where they were the, doing,
2: like, the nasty shit in the barn in Australia, the New, and eventually no, the, somebody New Zealand, died. Uh,
0: The New Zealand cricket ump.
2: That's right, the cricket umpire. We mm. we simply cannot <laughs> keep losing umpires like this. <laughs> That's so fucking
1: crazy, man.
2: That, this is around that time, Maybe maybe a little bit later than this particular period, but right right because that was probably like in the 70s right right Your story yeah. man the, the the umpire disappearance yeah
0: yeah that was late 70s early early 80s
2: maybe okay. yeah this but, is but this,
1: this is kind of like late uh 50s, 50s. got it got it okay yeah. but, but you, know, you know rich
2: history of perversion apparently in those areas <laughs> of the world
1: um
0: it, it does remind me of the of boggs drawing money i mean he's He's just yes. bartering. He's
1: bartering with yeah. topless pictures. Right. I mean, fuck. Well, her. she, she finds idea. out and tells him to I'll stop. draw your tits and you can give
2: him a hot sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> she finds out and she tells him to stop. And then the cops arrest him because he continues doing it. And um, he begs the cops not to tell his wife. And he gives him a picture. Late 57, they have their first son, Robert. Uh, a couple of months well, later.
2: Uh, they first Their first son, Robert? Mm-hmm. I thought you said first arm robbery. No, no,
1: no. <laughs> Got it. Uh, and a couple of months later, she's pregnant again um, with her second son, William. And before he's born, Tom's parents and like brother, everybody leaves the country. Right? And then he just leaves while she's pregnant. Wait, wait. What? They, yeah, they all just disappear. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> 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 Why?
2: What, You son of a
1: bitch. Um. Yeah. So where would she, she go? She finds out that um, you know, he uh, he went. They, they uh, he went to uh Canada by boat.
2: By um, boat.
1: By boat. Yeah. It's
2: a long trip, pal.
1: You bet. You bet. Uh well he had all those pictures to keep him company. Yeah. Yeah,
2: he had a whole roll of film. Yeah. <laughs> or
1: an empty camera. Uh and she found that out, like she was like she was like went to like, you know, government office and was like trying to get, you know, help and be like, you know, what, what can I do? You know, like and um she when when the when the clerk is gone, they won't tell her anything and then she just like steals the file and starts going through it and fu- that's how she found out that he right. went that he went to Canada. Pretty and, resourceful couple. So the second kid is born. Don't forget the other one's a newborn, and and he's just gone to another continent, and um, he never came back. He never made contact again, and um, she divorced him. There's no pictures of him there because her mom cut him out of every photograph that
2: they had. <laughs> and all the other cameras didn't have any film. <laughs> exactly, right. Exactly. Well, yeah.
0: And all the other pictures God. had tits in them.
2: That shit's crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, man. It, not not this in this particular instance. This is crazy, I mean, just that the idea of doing that and how rampant it is is just wait fucking, just disappearing, right? Yeah, when you knock some poor lady up, dude, for God's sake, it just, it's, it's insane. Like, I mean, just yeah, uh, just yeah. You made your bed, pal. Lie in it. Yeah, your your life is over. It's now the case. It's now this two kids' lives. You know.
1: Yeah, I and, mean, I for, don't, and I don't hers. Don't I don't know how you move on and just go like, well, well man. <laughs> That was crazy. New country to <laughs> me. What, what was I thinking, you know? Well, you're probably new country to this. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: It's probably easier if you're a sociopath.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a photographer. Or he is. know, yeah.
1: different. 50th one. Um, but he's, um, you know, he goes, he, he ends up in New Jersey, and he's got like a little lab again, you know, a little photo thing. And um, he's, people say like, you know, they remember him being fidgety, restless, um, like anxious. And he's always like on a scheme to make money, and uh yeah, he's all chopped up, and he's not really into the creative side of photography. he's way more into the uh technical and like uh money making aspects huh. he' meets, um, just lying about it he meets a girl named Judy in sixty one and uh she's like eight years younger, and uh she was uh they met at a singles group at this marble college at church in Fifth Avenue in, in Manhattan uh, near the Empire State Building. And so since he has this love of showgirls, you know, he he gets into her like, you know, and um, he's like, you know, I'll take your headshots, whatever. And um, she starts dating him. And then they get married like a year later. And it takes it's 63, May 63 at the church where they met. And Doctor Norman Vincent Peale is the one that marries them. He's he's the author of the Power of Positive Thinking.
2: Oh God!
1: Wait, 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 wait how does he get involved? He, I mean, was, guy, he was he was I guess a minister at the church.
2: He's an oh, ordained he was, minister. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: positive thinking, I guess. No. he hadn't
2: read the book yet.
1: <laughs> so yeah, they get this they get this little place in in uh, in New Work, and it's you know, it's it's partitioned, so it's like kind of. It's kind of depressing, you know what I mean? it's it's like a, a building, and you know it's um you know, you're just like in this kind of sad loft, and part of it is like his studio and like his you know uh you know uh, what, do, what do you call it the, the the dark room? Yes, exactly, dark room. and um she uh, there's one picture of him from this time where he's recording her singing, you know, to push her like stage career, mm-hmm. and it's the only photo of this guy that exists. period, period um he was like a very secretive weird person and he was always running from something you know um and so like you know he's kind of like he's, he's a hothead again and sometimes he'd open up and he'd talk about the bombing in rotterdam and you know being picked on because he looks jewish and how teachers would like make him stand in the corner and they were kind of bullying him too hmm. um and he doesn't say anything about abandoning two children of course um. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was not. Then he's. Part of then the he's, he's telling her that he won't have kids, so she's fucking you know distraught over that. He won't go to church anymore. He makes he makes a twin bed in their loft. And he, he would only let her in the bed to have sex, and then he would make her sleep on the couch. What? <laughs> so
2: insane. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so wrong. He was like, "Listen, honey, if Ricky and Lucy are doing it, <laughs> sleeping in separate beds, it's good enough yeah, for us.
1: Couch is good for you. Uh, bed, couch.
2: Bed, bed couch, is me for me. Couch is two, two beds.
1: What are we rich? Yeah. <laughs> think of it. Think of it as a sofa. You know." Yeah, um, yeah. It's a
2: love seat, tw- and then he's. <laughs> you but then he's, love to sit on.
1: It. Tw- twin beds are for twins. Yeah, um, and then he's. He, but he's also like you know keeping tracks on her. You know, like he's jealous and stuff. He's a weirdo, and uh, the the studio's not making that much money. And he starts freaking out, and then he starts doing his pimp thing, where he's like, "Hey, go get some work, and you know, make some food for restaurants and stuff like that." And um, so he's,
2: when you say but, "pimp thing," you mean putting her to work not but not putting her to work
1: no 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 right, no. right but right. It's, it's that kind of thing where it's like bring in you know get money bring it in yeah yeah, um, yeah usually you don't
0: be like hey after uh, you're done walking in the street can you make some macaroni hmm.
1: yeah and then he would you know he would do but he would you know do anything to get a job like he would be like oh i am jewish to get a job at a temple you know what i mean he would he would be a little bit of a chameleon you know mm. and kind of like shift around and um he uh he was you know way into the processing you know uh side of photography and um he he patented in in late 63 um right when jfk is killed november 63 a way of uh getting uh rolls of film clean of chemicals Hmm. um so you know he's really you know got an actual thing for this like um it's not you know it's not like a scam yeah so 65, he, he tells Judy that he's been taking nude pictures of women. And she gets the impression that it's been going on for a long time. <laughs> Longer than she knows. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so then he's kind of like, you know, and this is where the instinct comes in again. He's like, well, now I need to take nude pictures of you. Because there's a guy from a telephone company, an executive, that was like, I'll give you the advertising contract if you give me... Nude pictures, and you know, a new, um, but new, specific nude pictures, or just any of his wife? Apparently, of her, yeah. No, and um, then he gets the he gets the job. She she goes along with it, and he gets he gets the the work from the telephone company, and um, and a little bit after this, vice cops uh hear that he's he's selling these, and they come to the loft, and he he got tipped off somehow, so um everything they everything got taken out to the Hoboken Ferry and dumped in the water. That's Hoboken for you. Uh. And, uh, then she gets a job doing a, a touring uh, show of Hello, Dolly! in 66. She comes home, she finds condoms, like, in the bedroom, and she's like, alright, well, he's fucking other women, right? And then, um... No, he's just taking pictures of him. She's, you know, she's, on, she's, <laughs> yeah. she's on the road, and um, she's like, oh, I don't want to come home, you know, and, uh, She's in Vegas. She, she learns you can, she can get a divorce in Nevada. So she does it. Um, and, you know, he's upset, but he's like, all right, fine, as long as I can cle- keep all of our shit. And um, <laughs> she sporadically, yeah, he's a real piece of shit. Um, she keeps, he's, a de- he's a wheeler and dealer. Yeah, she sporadically keeps in touch with him. And uh, she remarries and she's pregnant with a kid in 63 or 73. And he sent her like 600 bucks and a gift for the kid. And she never heard from him again.
2: But it's not his kid.
1: No, no, no. It's her, her, from her, her second marriage.
2: And he's like, hey, congratulations on getting knocked up. I'm yeah. myself. I'm not a parent. All right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. And so then he gets into like making films. He's like the eight millimeter, you know, uh, porno, like a porno.
2: Like a red light district. Guy. Yeah.
1: Mm. <laughs> and he meets this guy named Salsa Dano through the adult bookstore thing.
2: Salsa Dano? Sodano, yeah. Sal Sodano. Sal Sodano. Oh right, not Salsa Dano.
1: No, not Salsa Dano.
2: Right, got it, got it. Sal Sodano
1: saying so, yeah, you know, yeah. Is that a chips reference um so he's he's you know trying to make movies and um, he's he's one of the first in like this brand new industry that's putting out the loops right mm-hmm. and you know there's just you know an endless need for these for the uh, for the 42nd street area for
2: the jerk off booths <laughs> yeah
1: Wait, oh for the booths yeah
2: but, the loops yes. the, the loops, loops are okay. i mean i think i think johnny uh, uh, John Holmes got big on the loops yeah. first, right? And a lot of them did. A lot
1: of the early it, ones did.
2: Yeah, they were just, you know, three minute loops that would go on in the jerk off booths at the the porno theater, oh, porno so it theater. Porno. It's like the
0: old Nickelodeons adapted to no, porn.
2: It's right. There were Nickelodeons but filled with cum.
1: So Sal Sedano <laughs> is like part of cool. these, this like very small group of of people making loops. Um and Tom it's like oh, like six people, and Tom is like very desperate to get in that group. And, you know, the uh, the lucrative nature of it, too, it was, you know, sung to him, of course. And so he, he rents an apartment in 48th Street, just down the block from all that area. And he starts shooting loops right away in his apartment. And um, he puts out ads, you know, just being like, hey, you want to make some money? Come to my apartment. We'll shoot this stuff. And, um, you know, Sal said later about him, he was a strange guy, a loner, and he could be secretive. He was nervous, too. As if he feared someone was always after him. He was interested in shooting loops like the rest of us, but he didn't just want to shoot. He wanted to get uh, get to know the people who who we'd sell them to. He knew where th- that's where the real money was, and he wanted the money. And so he's one of the f- he's one of the first to shoot an eight millimeter with Linda Lovelace from Deep Throat. Mm-hmm. Was it with a dog? No, it was not the dog. I know you'd ask. <laughs> no morality <laughs> yeah that's a good question but I like the party yeah and she has she has like a little blurb about him in her book um uh those those first eight millimeter films were shot in a loft near 48th street and broadway by a man named tom the bathroom sink was filthy the rooms were filled with odd, odd pieces God of.
2: damn it <laughs> What, the bathroom what? sink,
1: that's what sets you up?
2: That's what sets me up, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You yeah. can
2: blow a dog, I don't give a shit. But <laughs> if you got a nasty fucking house when you have people over, yeah. You yeah. Know, uh, kill yeah. yourself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> odd piece odd pieces of furniture covered by the sheets. The floors oh, had never had the floors had never been mopped and your feet turned black just walking on them. Oh yeah, that's 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 like that's frat the, house. The shit. people who made filthy movies always seem to live in filth. Tom <laughs> introduces to our co-stars a young, nice-looking man named Rob. I wound up making half a dozen of the eight Miller movie, movies with Rob, including some with his wife Kathy. Mm, um, nice. And so, like you know, there's uh, there's some like stills from this in the Rialto Report thing um, that you know look just like horribly grainy. Everybody looks so gross on those. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, it's a uh, you know he's he's selling it to bookstore owners um, and uh, other uh, distributors like Louis Marty. Who was known as the Spick? Hmm? <laughs> he, was, he was called the Spick, Lewis the Spick huh, Marty. How, do you, how do you say, get that? Say it
2: more. Say it more. <laughs> so that was he a was regional a, nickname. Uh, that was. Uh, I, I mean, know, did he uh, like to keep things really clean? Yeah. Spits, man,
1: yeah I think that was it. Um, uh, <laughs> well, you know, not the not the sink, <laughs> not probably. Not the floor. Yeah. yeah. Filthy. <laughs> um, and he was a very famous. Uh, uh, for being arrested for for dealing uh pornography um in, including bestiality loops um oh. in one court case <laughs> in 1965 Aaron he was asked by a a, a completely mind blown uh district attorney <laughs> prosecutor how he managed to get a dog to perform in, in a sex act oh um, what a good court case and, and he said <laughs> He said, Dumb question. He, said, <laughs> he said, I have no idea. I work in sales, not in production. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but isn't that sales,
0: getting the dog to do it?
2: No, yeah. that's production. He's, he's not a director. Yeah. You ever work with acted dogs? <laughs> yeah. uh, here's, here's the thing. You know, the hard part isn't getting the dog to fuck a human. No. <laughs> the hard part is getting the lady to a dog. Yeah, or the or, or getting the
1: dog to love you after you cut its balls off.
2: I mean what a question is
1: completely delighted.
2: The, the question that this DA asks is almost like he wants to do it himself. Now, yeah. how'd you get the dog oh, to time, fuck? Yeah. How'd you get the dog to fuck her? That is not the hard part. Hmm. Uh, the question the real question is, how did you find this poor woman? Of course. How did you get her to fuck? Her? Yeah. <laughs> asking for a friend
1: well they think dogs are nice <laughs> you know dogs, dogs are always the innocent ones because they can't talk
2: that's right no but well peanut butter in their mouth right.
1: <laughs> yes yeah you. um <laughs> so uh there was there was a a lot of mafia um yeah, of protection for people making these loops of course right and they're they're the ones you know trafficking them and you know uh, so you would have basically kind of your own mafia like uh rabbi you know what i mean did Wait, you know I'm you sorry. Mean? I'm sorry. Mafia, mafia rab- rabbi? rabbi. Yeah, like you got your like you got like kind of like your your guy. That's your protector, because you cut him in on the action. The, they called it. What the ra- do the Jews rabbi? have
2: to do with this?
1: He's just like I just mean like he's like your guy in your corner. You know what I mean? So so God. so so your connection.
2: Your your mafia fixer. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's 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 gonna let you do your thing because he's Hey, making... I'm
2: here, I'm your <laughs> rabbi, I'm also in the mafia, it's, right. um, it's ironic. Away. it's all, it's part of our thing.
1: Yeah. Uh his is a, a really nasty piece of work named Roy DeMeo. I don't know if you've ever heard of DeMeo.
2: I have heard that name.
1: Yeah. Alphonse DeMeo? Um, was he part of the New York politi- political scene?
2: No, I've heard Roy DeMeo before, oh, for okay. sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Roy DeMeo, is, uh, he, was, he was in the Gambino family.
2: Mm-hmm. And is the he six- the Iceman?
1: No, he, he's, the Iceman was his guy. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and that's, that's uh, Kuklinski,
2: mm-hmm. the Iceman. That guy's a real piece of shit.
1: And Tom knew Kuklinski, too.
2: No shit. And
1: he would make, he would make uh, movies and kind of give them to those guys to then sell. Um, so
2: the the murderers were selling smut on the side to. well, the de well, DeMayo's
1: thing was uh, was mainly loan sharking and car theft. and huh. uh, the demeo gang was it was the Demeo crew was um was really like talked about with like sheer horror years later by the police that dealt with them. Hmm. And uh, they had a, a style of execution that was known as the Gemini method. And the Gemini method. Was it was it was because the, all most of them happened in the Gemini Lounge in Brooklyn, and it was where these guys hung out, and so you would get a guy to come come by, you know, uh, mostly voluntar- voluntarily. And um, all the guys that were in the crew that became, uh, you know, witness protection later would they would all say the same thing that this is how it was, and that apparently like over a hundred people died this way, um, easy, Jeez. easy. Um, And so the the victim would come in through a side door in the lounge into an apartment in the back part of the building, and then uh, usually Roy DeMeo himself would come out with a silencer pistol, and shoot the guy in the head, with with a, the pistol in one hand and a towel in the other to stop the bleeding immediately, and then somebody else would come out and stab the guy in the heart, so that the blood would. Which stop is pumping. also
2: very Gemini. <laughs>
1: yes, <laughs> the, the, the duality. Yeah, the, the duality of the. the, the
2: Pretty commendable. D- the Deep. knife and
1: the gun. Yeah. Um, Great stuff. Uh, and then so then they would chop the guy up and, you know, and then they would take him to the dump. They'd waste
2: dump. the blow on him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to, ex- to accelerate his journey into the yeah, afterlife. Yeah, yeah. 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 We killed him. Then we chopped him up. We yeah. liked the guy. It's just make, business.
0: Make it look like an overdose.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hot shots. Yeah. <laughs> he got so chopped up he shot himself in the head and he stopped his own bleeding it was crazy
1: and then he chopped his own arms and legs off
2: I don't know how he did it CIA <laughs> then he, then he took, yeah, took everything they knew from us he took himself down to the dump <laughs> and put his own feet in cement and waited three hours for the dry
1: yeah um, and the Fountain Avenue dump would have so many tons of garbage that nobody would find these bodies at all and the, they, yeah. they were all just dropped there um and so Demeo is into distributing porn and he he's always he's always needing um you know a supply from guys like Tom and uh Rich and, uh and and uh, Richard Kuklinski too. Um the Iceman.
2: So So that that's so great that the Iceman is like murdering people in cold blood but also like I got these
1: yeah apes. well like this I mean like I said um he was, he was more of a contract guy, but so was DeMeo, too. Like the, the, right, because
2: Klukunsky wasn't a made man, right? He was Polish or whatever. And
1: neither was DeMeo. Neither was DeMeo. Um, but he was he, Italian, at least. He was, but... But not, like, but Sicilian. When they kind of had, like, the shake-up in the Gambino crime family, um, his, his, like, kind of uh, superior became... Uh, he got elevated. He became, like, a capo. But... Um, and he was hoping to make 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 DeMeo a made guy, mm-hmm. and DeMeo uh, never Castellano was, I think, uh, leading the organization then, and, mm-hmm. and he didn't he didn't like those like really street hood guys because he was into like yeah. white collar crime. Well, was running a business. Uh, okay. The the ethics of, of mob titles. Well, yeah, exactly. Like I yeah. Think also, there is they,
2: something they're, they're, to be said for that. Sure, no, I well, I mean, I understand that you're
1: taking the guy's money. You're good enough to take yeah. his money, you
2: yeah. know. Yeah. How is that different than real business?
1: sure yeah no i agree with you um i'm just saying it's a little bit it's a little bit willful ignorance you know what i mean
2: sure 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 i'm gonna grab a a pp hold on
1: okay yeah that you won't all right we're gonna take a little break folks we'll be right back
2: and we're back
1: aaron you got your p you're very good
2: I have uh, some I have this very non racist Trader Jose's.
1: Of course, of course. Um The uh so so he's he's making stuff for Roy DeMayo and and Richard Kuklinski, the Iceman. And he's um he's doing good. You know, the relationship is working out for him and he gets another place in Times Square, um, and that's his main film studio now, and he starts shooting, editing there. And a lot of times he'd do it alone. Sometimes he'd have a helper. And um this guy that he knows from a printing business that would make a uh, porno uh magazine's a guy named Bill Lux and um Bill Lux shared an office space with the Iceman <laughs> and um an, an office I, I can't, I can't uh, yeah I mean that's just Their insane to is... say out loud <laughs> yes
2: yes yes uh, <laughs> that's... No, uh, hi i'm here to um to pay i'm here to find uh, somebody that i can well the thing is is kill that my wife that with. that was that oh was... no that's 101b yeah, 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 101a yeah. is porno the murderer hires <laughs> that was also
1: like a bit of a um richard kluklinski was just known as big richie back then he wasn't called the Iceman. um and I was
2: think, the Iceman like the code name the cops gave him or whatever?
1: I think probably later, after people found out a lot, but also there's a lot of stuff that the Iceman is is not telling the truth about. Did, other did he... other people like have admitted to the same murders, and mm-hmm. there's there's things that have been shown that they don't add up, and he's kind of doing that thing where he's getting off on the notoriety or C- yeah, clearly. adding to his mythos. Absolutely. Do you, do you know where the nickname comes from? The Iceman.
0: So cold. Yeah, yeah. He's so cold. Yeah. Oh, okay. So okay, it's. It's not he like he, he put the bodies mutant. in freezers. Yeah.
2: No, no. He was just—he was very cold. And didn't um, Michael Shannon play him in a movie? I believe he did. Yes, yeah. I
1: believe he did. But the, but at first, the HBO documentary about it was like the most famous thing.
2: Yeah, and, where they have that footage of him like walking into a store, pulling the gun out of a bag, popping the guy in the face. Putting oh, that, I never saw walk. it. My brother would some,
1: watch it over and over again. and It's just pretty, too dark for me.
2: There's yeah. some pretty, very dark. Footage of him yeah. just committing murder, like truly in cold blood. It's pretty impressive stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, that's b- that's so, insane. so
1: this guy doing the printing business is sh- that shares an office space with the policeman. <laughs> um, this is what he has to say about Tom, uh, who, who's never killed anybody, by the way. <laughs> so he's just. I, gu- I guess. I guess if you're cool and a murderer, people aren't freaked out. But if you're not a murderer and nervous, <laughs> he he's, he remembers Tom as a strange, nervous guy. Schizo, even. Especially when he hadn't taken his meds. Even though he'd been in the U.S. for a while, he still spoke with a Dutch accent. Not that strange. You know? (laughs) Um, And so, um... Tom has to, you know, make more of these loops because there's just demand, demand, demand. And, um... There's this guy, uh... This guy named Smitty, uh... Who is from the West Indies. And he works with Bill Lux. Right? Uh... Doing, you know, the porn printing stuff. And so, um... Smitty would shoot and, and edit his own own films in his apartment, and so, you know, Tom could be a little stingy with the money and a little greedy, and it would kind of, like, get him in some shit, and so one day they do what they call a one-day wonder, where you make a movie in a day, right? Him and Tom. And um, some
2: girls, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: and a couple of Wait, girls. Dog. Some days. Um, and so what then, to say? then um, Tom doesn't pay him, Right? And so Smitty's like, "What the fuck, you know?" And he starts, you know, kind of, you know, turning, turning a little bit, you know, buck and like tearing shit up. And um, Tom is like, "Oh, this." He tells DeMeo like this fucking guy Smitty's being a pain in my balls. And um, DeMeo is like, "I don't want any fucking trouble with this shit." And um, he goes and he tells <laughs> Smitty. Um, he comes to Smitty's door and he's like. Um, you know, Vanderfeer works for me, Tom works for me, and, uh, don't go near Tom. And, uh, so Bill Lux is aware of all this, uh, and so he's telling Smitty, like, if it's coming from DeMeo, this is a threat, right? And, um, he's, he's just a fucking hothead, and he goes to the place in Times Square where Tom is, and he, he wrecks his studio, and he takes a camera. Because he's like, all right, here's my money now, fool. And, and uh, uh, DeMeo is like, listen, we're going to have a sit down with Tom. And it's going to be at the Gemini Lounge.
2: Oh, good.
0: <laughs> and so he tells... You know, also the place where they had normal business. Not <laughs> yeah. always a murder.
1: You're sure, right. sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it but, could be. <laughs> but also... Imagine that was your local... And you had no idea. Yeah. yeah.
2: Just, hey, this place is pretty cool. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I get a really good feeling when I come in here. You know, this is like my Cheers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that guy. I haven't seen that guy in a while, but you know, huh. yeah. who, who cares? Yeah.
2: <laughs> There's <laughs> new people coming in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know some hey. names. Some people know mine. It's, it's not really be... the same as Cheers, I guess. Yeah. A lot is of people missing actually. <laughs> is there a party in the back? What's going yeah. on? Seems like a good time. Um, so... The
2: music's really loud. <laughs> so he I waited, mean, somebody could fire a gun here. <laughs>
1: Bill Lux is waiting up all night for, for Smitty to call. And of course he never calls. And uh, the next time he sees DeMeo, he goes, How did, how'd the sit-down go? And DeMeo's like, sit-down? What sit-down? And then he's like, I just didn't ask any more questions. Oh, boy. And, uh... Shoot-down. Somebody stab, got murk. Stab down. Yeah. So, um, you know, the eight, eight millimeter loops start going away and, uh, you know, one of the, uh, uh, there's, uh, a couple of Greek dudes that own the Capri theater. Um, and, uh, they, um, are like looking, you know, looking for a product to show there and they would want some of these one day wonders and, you know, they would pay, pay Tom a flat fee to make them. And so it's just really shitty, you know, quality stuff. And, um, they kept buying more and more, even though it was garbage and so, uh, he's also weirdly getting successful in mainstream stuff. He's making Texaco commercials. And... Um, wait, 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 wait. The, the, the oil station. company, yes. correct. Yeah,
2: yeah. Wait, no, no, no. I know who the fucking Texaco is. All right, right, we'll settle down. Do you Fear have too many Negronis making, or something? Vanderfeer <laughs> is making Texaco commercials?
1: Yeah. Like, you know, he gets that, like, phone advertising contract, uh-huh. don't forget. And then he's Because got, he
2: pimped out his wife, right. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Um, and then, uh, you know, he's
2: he's he's... He's, this is he, what they go, send he, me, send us your reel, and he sends a bunch of loops over, and they're like, hey, this guy knows fucking lighting. <laughs> well, no, these angles but yeah. he's got
1: that chameleonic, you know, nature, don't forget. So, to some can people, fake it.
2: Can fake it, yeah. he's
1: one guy, mm-hmm. and to another person, he's somebody else, and... Some people he's dead awesome. It's some pretty others, cool, yeah. you
2: know, um... And That's so, wild.
1: Yeah, and, um... So these, just, are, these are TV commercials. These are national TV commercials. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of like there these things called like industrial films, I guess. Like if you were making mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. movie, you okay. know, um, for so, like Sometimes shown or, only
2: in-house, right?
1: right? Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. And so he, then he gets an, an assistant um, to work as an apprentice, Connie, and she's also the one that kind of is then like the friendly female face for like actresses coming through. And um, strategy. Yeah, the um the Greek guys they're like um we want to make like a big movie, like a mainstream movie. And so he puts out an ad for a screenwriter in the Village Voice and this guy named John Delaney uh comes and um John Delaney is still making movies now like out here and stuff. Uh he's an actor. Um he was trying to be more of a filmmaker screenwriter then and he uh he gets along with Tom really well. And he's like he's saying Tom always works really long hours and you can see from like the duality of him you know doing all this shit like he's at the very least like committed to working really hard and also being very technically proficient you know mm. um he was really into gadgets techie kind of guy and um so uh the, one of the greek guys is like it's about an artist in spain who falls in love with a girl. <laughs> And he's like, okay. And then he writes he writes a whole he writes a whole screenplay, and then they just credit the Greek guy with writing it, (laughs) and they say additional dialogue by this guy, and um, oh baby, (laughs) so (laughs) uh he he said um he's he was trying to make like a sci fi movie uh, in his own time, and he finished the screenplay, and he he asked Tom if he could you know build um faux spaceships you know fake spaceships for the movie and he said tom was really nice and let me you know use it and uh
2: don't build real ones <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> and the uh, yeah there's other people that talk about like his texaco time and they say like um he you know there was there was one thing where there was like a little kid who's like he's got a balloon and he's talking to a texaco employee And the the balloon pops, and um, I guess after take after take, the kid realizes that what Tom's doing is having somebody else shoot it with a BB gun. (laughs) And then the kid started freaking out and crying. And uh, that was the the end of that, basically. Listen, kid,
2: you you know how many girls take a shot in the face? (laughs) Take it easy. And then he's also
1: teaching... um, Cinematography and stuff, like you know, behind the scenes movie stuff at at one of the studios, too. So, he's doing all of this different shit, and uh, he goes more and more into uh, you know, porn, even though he's getting increasingly, you know, you know, like you know, good at mainstream, yeah, mainstream stuff. And I think it's just that he kind of likes the sketch, you know, he just kind of likes the sketch, and so he's like, you know, doing the um. He gets into this, uh, there's like a little company called ASOM Distributing. And um, that was, what so had uh, Gerard Damiano. You were talking about Damiano. Yeah,
2: yeah, Damiano last night. Uh, a previous Patreon episode. We we're talking about Damiano, yeah. Right, and he had... He did, also, he did some big stuff, yeah.
1: Yeah, and he also, uh, he did, I think it was something that was kind of like a um, 2001, which is called Odyssey, the Ultimate Trip. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, which is a blatant ripoff. But yeah. he, he, was, he was definitely golden age of porn.
1: And he did Let My Puppets Come. You know about that one? Which one? Let My Puppets Come. <laughs> Let my pu- was that a
2: Moses and the Ten Commandments puppet one? <laughs> it, it had straight up like Muppet style. Let my puppets come. <laughs> That's really bad. The Ten Commandments. Was that what it was called? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> it's, but yeah, it had, it had fucking puppets in it. And it was, it was crazy.
2: Okay, we got to see that.
1: I know. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Um
2: let my puppets come
1: so he's making these one day wonders and stuff and he, he comes across <laughs> people like jamie gillis and those type of guys
2: classic he was yeah. in Death right
1: jamie no. gillis was was he, like a he was usually like a sadistic psycho in a lot of movies
2: but yeah but he doesn't look like a sadistic psychic no he's quite or, a, no,
1: he's quite a handsome guy and stuff like yeah,
2: that. yeah 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 I, and so I there, remembered.
1: There, well there's this actor called roger kane and Kane was um, cutting loops for him when he was unable to act because he broke, he broke his leg skydiving. And so he'd go to Tom's studio and edit short short films. And um, he would see Tom just, you know, making commercials and doing his corporate stuff. And then they became, like, really good friends. And he thought Tom was just, you know, uh, uh, tasteful, really into opera, uh, really into scotch. Um, he thought he was brilliant, intelligent.
2: <laughs> the, sh- the shifty, nervous schizo guy? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. He does and, have some talents. He
2: patented. But he film.
1: remembered finding that he had now attained a lifestyle that, you know, necessitated at least $1,000 a week income, you know, back then.
2: Now, when you say lifestyle, do you mean drugs? It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it's
1: more just... Um,
2: Dine, fine dining and liquor and yeah rent. rent. Well, definitely yeah.
1: nightlife. But, yeah, drugs aren't mm. really brought up too much. Mm. And um, going deeper and, and, into the porn stuff was... When you say income...
2: Money not coming in, he's sick,
1: <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I'm not talking about puppet income, okay. Um,
2: I'm not talking about coming in puppets,
1: okay. All right, and so then, um, yeah, so one of those ways you know to get that money was doing the porn stuff, and um, so he he reverses his name to Navrid Reef, and then <laughs> so uh, and
2: it presumably this. now at this point is all the Jesus porn Christ. stuff still off book, black market, non taxed
1: yeah presumably,
2: yeah right it's yeah. still illegal right well yeah so that's it's basically going
1: straight to the mafia or like yeah, you know, um straight to the
2: ice man is is, is this early eighties when is this? this would be like seventy six now
1: oh shit, okay, um and so uh he was friends with this guy named Zebedee Colt and zebedee... <laughs> yeah zebedee Zebedee,
2: zebedee Colt that's the mm-hmm.
1: sound he made what how to get that. And Zebedee Colt was a guy from um, California, and he was a child actor that was like in like old like like Laurel and Hardy movies and stuff like that. Yeah, he definitely wasn't raped. And he was into um, he he was he was one of the guys that started queer cabaret under the name Zebedee Colt. Uh, he was born uh, Edward Marsh, and it was like. Um, he made this album called I'll Sing For You that was like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, with, the, with the London Philharmonic Orchestra in the late 60s, and um, then he started making porns in the, in the 70s, um, but he's still active on Broadway, so this guy's also leading a double life, right? And I mean, he's, he's doing like mainstream Broadway stuff, and then doing like, and directing disgusting porn. I mean, right, right. some of the worst shit I've ever seen in my life.
2: <laughs> oh, you saw it?
1: <laughs> I saw one. <laughs>
2: well,
1: can I can I oh, tell you can I tell you the plot? Of I it? would yeah. love <laughs> it if you
2: described it in <laughs> detail. <laughs> I demand it.
1: All right, I I wanna um. So they met. They met. They
2: met. <laughs> work, they met. You're a sick guy. <laughs> they met working. They met
1: working. Tom and Zebedee met working on a movie called Unwilling Lovers. Oh okay. boy. That's not um, a good start. And they just like they're kind of the same age and they're like they hit it off really well and they have kind of the same sense of humor. But they're and not they willing. Would think up crazy ideas for porns. Oh. oh so yeah. here's here's one of Zebedee's.
2: Oh, you've got it. I thought he was gonna yeah.
0: act it out for a second.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All parts like <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: going to put on a twink suit. So Colt Colt is um his and his wife run a farm, right? Their daughters, the movie's called Farmer's Daughters. Hmm. Um they live on the farm. Oh, yeah. And uh and there's a farmhand there named Fred and he No, is he slow? He is slow, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Do
2: you remember me
1: telling you about this? I just guessed it. Yeah?
2: No, I just guessed it cuz it sounds like yeah classic sounds classic
1: i like you're using the M- word slow instead of the other word that you love Retarded. To throw. <laughs> it means slow so that's fine that's right um it's not a judgment on the person's worth or character so the parents are getting it on of course at the outset the dot the daughters are watching insane
2: and then no this ain't this ain't this ain't roots
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Or this, this ain't, can't, can't be. this can't be. Roots. This can't be roots.
2: This, sorry. This
1: can't <laughs> be. I don't. I don't care what Blockbuster says. This can't, this can't be roots. Wait a minute. I
2: don't care if you got Alex Haley here himself <laughs> or LeVar Burton. This can't be roots.
1: So Fred, Fred is making is making fun of them um, and, and the father's style. He's like, I watch them all the time. They're ter- he's terrible at
2: it. He fucks like a bitch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. um and so they're all like, um, they're all, uh, you know, uh, not too, not too thrilled with him. And oh. so then they kind of, uh, they, 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 they kind of grab him and, and take him down to like some weird shed. And, uh, Fuck it, the daughters, um, gang rape him, you know,
2: the slow fella.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, they sit on his face and stuff. And then, um, one of the girls, uh, spits his own ejaculation on his face.
2: That's a snowball. Well or oh, in his case a slow ball.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Very, very good. Matt just...
2: Matt, Matt, Matt spit up. There. <laughs> it's so dumb. You love it. I love it. And so then um, <laughs>
1: just... and then and then um they uh, they start hitting him with a, with a fly swatter after they tie <laughs> him, after they tie him up. And uh, they're telling him not to say anything to to their parents. That's yeah, a refractory and, period for you.
2: Because <laughs> nobody will believe you. And then they and then they all pee on him. <laughs> oh, it's got better. Now, did they hire a real slow person or no? Who'd they no. Hi- what is who this was legal is porno? Perp? Well,
1: I mean, Deputy Colt is the dad in it, but uh, nobody else is. Well, actually, no, I'm wrong. Um, Who's the well, slow so, fella? Uh, I, I don't know who that is. Most of these people are not, you know, world class actors, Aaron. I don't know if you.
2: Well, the, you're right.
1: I'm sorry. What do you want me to find out if he's helped? What his IQ is? I want you, you to go on his. I, you, you want him I want to want be you to slow?
2: Go, I want you to go on his IAFD <laughs> and see what else he was in. And, oh yeah. You know, yeah. IAF for those for the listeners, IAFD is the porn IMDb.
1: Right. Find um, out the uh, I, IAFDB.
2: Yeah, Internet. No, no, no. It's just Internet. Adult Film Database. That's
1: I-A-F-D-B.
2: Database is one word. It's just I-A-F-D, trust me. I'm
1: I'm saying that that the website is .com. iafd .com.
2: There's no B. You sure? There's no... 100% positive. All right. I'm... I'm, This is one thing I'm sure.
1: (laughs) So, um, after they pee on him, they start gang (laughs) raping him again. And at this point, three escaped convicts walk by.
2: Oh, did they just walk by the piss rape happening? Yeah.
1: No, they're escaped convicts. Who knows where they'll go? The,
2: the so, escape convicts are walking.
1: So um, It's been a long day for them.
2: Just having a stroll.
1: Mm. <laughs> the leader um, of that is played by this guy named Spalding Gray.
2: Spalding, <gasps> the real Spalding Gray? Yeah. <laughs> Monologist? Yes. Extraordinary. Yeah. What? That's fucking <laughs> nuts. <laughs> yeah. Spalding Gray.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. This is like some convergence of the dumbest threads
2: With possible. Smart...
1: Full of piss. Yeah, I mean, like very famous actors would see some of these porns that Zebedee Colt was in and be like, hey, were you, are are you in the story of Joanna? And he's like, "Are, are they would say to him, are you Zebedee Colt? And um, he'd be like, yeah. And he's like, in one, I played a bisexual butler. And he goes, and one of my Broadway co-stars said, you can be my butler anytime. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Spalding Gray is in this horrible retard porn.
1: Yeah. Well, wait till you find out sandwich. what they're
2: all up to. Oh boy. Oof. It sounds a lot like bus House on the Left at this point. It's exactly like that, Aaron. Um, and so,
1: <laughs> so they, they 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 um they knock out the dad uh in the house because they they go past the girls, um, and they go to the house and they they gang rape the mom. Oh God. And they see their parents. The the girls come by. Shut up,
2: bitches! A fucking party. Yeah,
1: it's just like that story of Prunella level of insanity, and like you know, um, the dad's like you know tells the girls to run away. And outside, they find the the other convict that was um that was going going to, to retrieve them. And so then they they the three the three guys, including Spalding Gray, Aaron, um, rape the three daughters in front of their parents. No. Uh, in a game of Simon Says. Simon says, yeah. Seaman says. Right. And then Fred, the slow boy, the farmhand, he returns in the midst of this and grabs the shotgun. And now the retard is running the show.
2: Okay. Now I think I've seen this. <laughs> no, you. No, haven't. wait, wait, wait. This is the moment.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I... he holds the convicts the convicts at gunpoint, but also the family. And yeah, he, now
2: they all suck his dick.
1: Right, and so the convicts are like, "Get out of here, you dumb slow boy!" And then he, so he kills one of them. Yeah,
2: Showing he means business.
1: And then he orders the mom to start blowing him, and then uh, <laughs> he orders one of the daughters to blow her dad, <laughs> and then um, he makes he makes the mom and daughters hook up, and then he makes all of the the, the surviving convicts, of course, pee on the, the girls. Two
2: I feel like I've seen this,
1: and um, and then Fred, uh, Fred does the same. The dad gets the shotgun. He kills Fred, and then at the end, the whole thing is like uh, reverse chronology, fast forward, and then it's like a daydream that you see that the. The retarded guy was having.
2: Oh, oh so it's like Sane Elsewhere?
1: Um, and it was all it a dream. But he was yeah. having this dream while the girls were pissing on it.
2: <laughs> Whoa, that's super meta.
1: Dude, it's insane. So
2: that's actually pretty brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's also retarded. That's but so while the girls are gang raping him and peeing on him, he's, he's daydreaming dreaming about that all this horrible. He's daydreaming that, oh, what if I get the gun? And then hold everybody hostage to make them rape each other. Right, and then, that is. But in his daydream, very good stuff. In his daydream, he gets shot. Uh, yeah, what's that about? Yeah, well, well, that's to make it real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you have to it has to be believable. A enough. day nightmare as well. So,
1: right. uh, Ian Jane of Rock Shop Pop Magazine said Farmer's daughters was a grisly pornographic take on the home invasion Last House on the Left style of horror. And he said it was uncomfortable viewing due to its sleazy, <laughs> sleazy and socially irredeemable content and rough... Socially, <laughs> socially that's a very irredeemable. That's a, great, that's a good phrase. And it's rough, primal, and at times almost amateurish feel. Hmm. Also, Jason Christopher of Film Dick... <laughs> said farmer's daughters is a puke inducing parade of bad taste that nice. sullies the good name of porn and could only be arousing to the most askew of viewers
2: p.s nice. spalding gray was great
1: right exactly yeah, nailed it he was yeah R.I.P.
2: do you think spalding he won an gray. avn
0: for that oh, God. what's that do you think spalding gray won an avn for that
2: I don't think the avians were around. Oh, God. But they probably created it because (laughs) of his performance.
0: for him. Spalding
2: Gray did that, like, Holiday in Cambodia thing, or whatever it was called, uh, that it's it's a documentary that they they parodied on, documentary now. Oh, really? With with Bill Hader, yeah. And it's, I don't want to think, it's not called Holiday in Cambodia, but it's something like that. But it's basically him at a desk and doing a, a, Manal, he's just speaking most of the time. Right. There's like, and he talks about women in Thailand shooting ping pong balls out of their twats and stuff. Oh, but, God. Yeah, but it's a, it's a a very famous rant type yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. He really
1: committed suicide later after he
2: got sick. He, he committed suicide, I think it was probably about 10 years ago. Yeah. Maybe less. I remember the death because I remember the movie. Right. Um, but He was great. And the fact that he did porn is uh. even greater. Um, so when 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 Zebedee Colt meets uh, swimming uh, to Cambodia is what it's called. Swim. Gotcha. It was a, the the it was a, the monologue was called Swimming in Cambodia, which it was adapted into a film, directed by Jonathan Demi. Yes, of, that's uh, right. That's right. Of of um, Stop Making Sense and Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs and also Manchurian candidate, and he yeah. uh, killed himself by drowning.
1: Yeah, he jumped into the East River. Yeah. Yeah. shit ah. Jonathan
2: Demme so Jonathan Demme has done two of the great documentary films of our day yeah that's pretty crazy so, not a porn not one porn though
1: not well one porn. that we know of they <laughs> uh, use yeah, an yeah, alias yeah. maybe yeah. a
2: few loops who knows yeah what's mm-hmm. his anagram <laughs> silence of the limbs <laughs> yeah
1: Jonathan Emmied
2: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> so so uh yeah they start doing these two Zebedee and and Tom start uh Going for this X-rated version of Bing Crosby and Bob Hope movies, and uh, they want to do it like in um. With, they they, they bring in this guy Bill Bukowski to keep it low budget, and <laughs> Bill he, Bukowski. Yeah. <laughs> what who, do you know who that is too?
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> Charles Bukowski. It's just a but. great No, name. no, no.
1: He's just he's just like a he's you know quick learner. He he wrote a book on being uh uh like I think doing stage design and stuff like that, um, but uh he, he was uh. I think at 16, the youngest member of the film union, it was like really fast, you know? And, um, so yeah, he, he, he would be cameraman, editor, whatever, gaffer, and just, you know, uh, do stuff. Best boy? Yeah, sure. He was a boy. And so they, you know, they make these movies all over, you know, Europe and it's, you know, in this, this kind of, like I said, buddy format and, uh, they're like doing it in Amsterdam and Munich. And then Tom is also leaning into crime, stuff there with uh, underworld figures like in Amsterdam and stuff Um, and apparently like the shooting of these movies is like just crazy like these guys were nuts Um, and so yeah he was uh, he was doing stuff for DeMeo with underworld contacts in uh, Europe and um, these guys would kind of like set up like you know the girls and the locations and all that kind of stuff uh, because, you know, of all the red light district sort of, you know, contacts they would have. And so, um, it's a movie, there's a movie called Dutch Treat and Playgirls of Munich that were the big ones. And, uh, they did really well all over the country because they were kind of cashing in on that, uh, Emmanuel thing of like, Europeans are lenient about, you mm. know, sex uh, and stuff. So
2: socially liberal.
1: Right. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, they make you know, um, they, uh, they make a bunch of stuff, um, there's another one called Hollywood goes hard aka French <laughs> kittens which has uh, Jamie, Jamie Gillis is seen uh, with a transsexual
2: oh what uh, yeah such a trailblazer
1: yeah and um so yeah he's you know regular village voice ad for actors they they talk to Connie his assistant again and he's you know he gets a beachfront house uh, on the north shore of Long Island you know a Shoreham near where I grew up and um, you know people are you know, pretty impressed. You know, and then he did a movie called *Angie Police Women that has a uh, Vanessa Del Rio and Samantha Fox and oh. a bunch Samantha of Samantha Fox. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah.
2: Like *Touch Me, Touch Me Now*, Samantha Fox of Page Three fame.
1: Uh, I don't know what that uh, is.
2: I mean, I know, I definitely know which Vanessa Ring. She was, she, you're talking about.
1: well, yeah, but Samantha Fox was another person of the same era that was pretty... Was
2: she big tip British blonde?
1: Yeah, she became a, she no, was no, a I don't singer, was right? British.
2: Different Samantha Fox. Okay, okay. Samantha. There was a Samantha Fox in Britain during the 80s. Oh, yeah. Who was a page three girl, but, and also did a, she released some, she released some songs that was like, touch me, I want to feel your body. She was kind of like Robin type of music. Interesting.
1: I wonder yeah, if yeah. It, I don't think it's the same person.
2: I don't think so either. This but was like a brunette girl. Pretty nice. Um, <laughs>
1: that was. Uh, I think I believe she was American. Mm. But so you know, he's uh, he's got money coming in, but he's still like, ah, oh, you know, I want other you know income streams, and so. Uh, Bill Lux, the guy that was, you know, shared the the office with the Iceman and with his buddy, that would he would make, you know, the, he would make the box covers and he would make the posters and all that stuff. Um, he was, and then he sees like as it's getting the late '80s, and uh, DeMeo gets Tom into credit card fraud, and so they would do uh, stolen credit card receipts and to uh, claim money uh, back from the underwriting companies. And then they start counterfeiting actual cards and stolen cards. We'd get passed to Tom who would iron off the numbers
0: and then uh, put new shit on them.
1: Oof. And then Tom, because he was so into, you know, gadgetry and, and just being kind of like really on the ball with that shit.
2: Porn on MacGyver. He,
1: yeah. He kind of, <laughs> he kind of makes it like, uh, just, uh, very, very impressive. Um, and so then the, the 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 new cards with the new numbers would be given back to to, to Roy DeMeo and he'd have teams of people buy shit that you could resell on the black market, mm-hmm. and uh, he would be doing this. He would get a flat payment just for cards, right? And uh, you know, the risk was really low for this shit back then because cards cards were new, you know,
2: right? And there it, there wasn't like a central magnetic strip database. They it was sure. back when they had to like take the the carbon paper and run the thing over it to get okay, the yeah, print exactly. of it, it was a different time.
1: And you, you would easier, get, yeah. you would get a list as, like, a store owner of avoid these cards. But, like, your employees wouldn't care. And also, by the time you got the list, like, these cards would be dumped. You know what yeah. I mean? Hmm. Um, so, uh, you know... You kind of know that it's not gonna last though right because you can only get away with it for so long but they would they would basically run up about ten grand on one of these cards before ditching it you know and you know you got to figure still you're selling that at whatever a, a loss on the black market but it's free money you know mm-hmm. and so um Roger Kane who was the other like buddy guy in in the uh, the movies he he remembers how good Tom would get at making this shit And he would even go to, like, a card manufacturing plant in Canada to just learn about creating credit cards and learn shit. Mm. Um, And he would just, you know, lean into, you know, making it extremely accurate. And um, Bill, uh, you know, was was asked for help with, like, uh, screen printing. And he was like, I don't know, man. I don't think I want to do that. And then Tom has a huge breakthrough... And develops a foil transfer for cards. Um, and it was, you know, it would, it would just transport all of the artwork from like an Amex or something over. And um, when the cops found these cards, they had never seen anything like it. They were staggered, like breathtaking a forgery here. They were like, this is in- absolutely incredible. And so um, DeMeo introduces them to this guy that's into, uh, you know, the same thing. And this guy, George King, Is a Westie, you know, the the criminal Irish, the criminal Irish guys that Phil Prince was uh, involved Mm with. Oh, okay. And don't forget, DeMeo was the guy that actually started the alliance with the Westies, right? Um, Because you remember there was that one Irish guy that was like, no Italians on this Mm -hmm. side of town, and then like his like underboss killed him, (laughs) and then they had an agreement with, you know, the mafia after that, and so. uh, so, yeah, DeMeo knows George King personally, and King is known, um <laughs> he's, he's like almost 50, and he's known as being, uh, with his buddy Frank Elsis, for being just like extremely dangerous thugs, and literally out of mental institutions, both of them, <laughs> like they'd literally been locked up in Brentwood, New York, like in a psychiatric hospital, crazy people, and um yeah, his wife Nora was like in on like the whole gang uh, and shit like that. And uh, King would talk about killing, you know, people and being a hitman and what kind of guns he would use and stuff like that. And uh, he uh, he was like, I want to do a more advanced credit card thing with this guy Tom, and uh, he's like, I want to do it on a big scale, more profitable. And um, so then he brings in this this artist maniac named Donald Sanders, and. It was like king was like you know the the, george king was the big um scary brute right and then sanders was like this like skinny and quiet and you know fades into the background kind of like hippie looking artist guy and um they also knew he was like but he was also a sociopath you know what i mean he was chill of course but he was dangerous you know And so, um,
2: I like those guys, (laughs) yeah,
1: he was like a little kid and he started forging $100 bills on the school copying machine in in California and, uh, they were good enough to get past and, um, then, uh, you know, his mom moves them to Illinois and she involves him in a counter counterfeit airplane ticket scheme with, uh, Mm -hmm. with, with, uh, bullshit (laughs) cards and they get arrested, and um, this, this local DA just kind of won't let it drop. And uh, the cops who, who knew him at that time said he was a very interesting sociopath and definitely had absolutely no morality whatsoever. <laughs> Fuck a dog. And yeah, he had, he had uh, <laughs> what, they, what they called a cold-blooded violent streak. Oh, my
2: God. Oh, um, so That's never
1: a good sign. So while he's on bail, his mom hooks him up with George King and sends him to New York. And um, then he becomes the third member of this crew, you know, making these cards. And they're perfect, Aaron. They are like, they they lift the American Express design perfectly.
2: Because of this foil
1: breakthrough that Tom had. Yeah, but also, like, Donald is bringing in a lot of the artistry, too. Right. So uh, maybe, like, Tom was more manufacturing and Donald was more artistry. Both both sides, Mm -hmm, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: Hey, can we take a uh, quick break so I can get my uh, charger? Yeah. Yes, 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 we will
1: return in a moment. And we're back. (laughs) Um, Also, a special shout-out to Madeline, who started following us and has that great uh, porn collection. Mm. Oh yes. Yeah. Cryptocom. Yeah. Found us through the Eld Gold scene episode. Very exciting. Yeah. Um so, uh, you know, these 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 three maniacs, you know, are, are making these um these these cards and uh you know Sanders is kind of the artist, you know, mimicking it perfectly. Uh Tom is kind of like the equipment guy and um He's you know trans you know transferring the designs and then George King is just kind of like the big boss bully guy you know. Um, also, Tom Studios they're the hub right, and um, he would he would he developed computer records of all the cards that came into their possession. And uh, when they ran out of storage space, he took over a warehouse in Brooklyn, and uh, he he opened up a PO box in the Bronx where you know bringing all this equipment to counterfeit stuff would be you know kind of. You know, a little bit more anonymous, and so at first it's just a huge fucking success, right? Like huge. um Ten thousand
2: dollars a card. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, and so. Now wait are they are they are they faking
0: the numbers or are they copying the numbers?
1: Well, you're getting um. You're getting uh. The uh. I think they're they're just creating them completely now. Yeah. Okay. Right. And um and so they're uh you know they're not getting TVs or any shit like that. They're going straight to fucking rental companies and they're getting out a fucking car and they're driving that car straight onto the port and sending it out of the country.
2: Holy shit! Oh fuck! Yeah. That's a that's brilliant. Yeah, because back then they're you know, like like we said they're just they're taking the carbon you know the the, the carbon paper off the number no card the the number of the card. Yeah. Right. It's not; they didn't have like the instant, you know, approved thing. It was just like chick, chick. in three days they send that paper in to mm-hmm. the credit card company, all that. Yeah. So they're fucking making twenty-five grand a clip. So they yeah.
0: send the car over, and I as soon say, as fifteen it's, grand, whatever. As soon okay. as the car leaves, the, you're the, never seeing it again. Yeah, and now that's but a see, whole thing. Light, how
2: about this, like <laughs> daylight? Well, well,
1: cool. Exactly. So in in um at, at at this time where this is like really going gangbusters they were saying that the car rental companies were losing 20% of their profit because of their credit card oh, fraud that's fucking amazing yeah and so this this flood of cash to these guys is like you know you kind of want to one and done it because you know that it'll eventually get figured out but then you make so much money that you're like <laughs> shit man you know and then they had um, they had a lot of cards dude <laughs> <laughs> you gotta imagine yeah they had a lot of cards.
2: They have a whole deck. Uh,
1: yeah, they got a couple of decks. Um, so yeah, they would, uh, you know, just um, they would start to open businesses and uh, with just running up charges on fake cards and then leaving. And law enforcement is just facing this glut of shit, and they don't, they don't even know where to start. You know, they don't know where to begin. But then, <sighs> enter Roy DeMeo. Roy DeMeo's thinking is you there? Yeah. Sorry. Um just <laughs> got quiet for a second. Roy DeMeo's thinking is um why didn't I introduce you to like all of this to begin with, you know?
2: Oh. Cuz
1: like this flood of cash is also like, you know, other criminal groups are going to see that, right? And so um DeMeo is like, you know, between feeling outwardly, like, betrayed or at least ignored, right? Um, and so he he just demanded a cut. And then um, Tom was like, I can't. You know, this is kind of George King's thing. And um, George doesn't want to cut anybody else in. Right. And so uh, the cops, the cops start a task force then. And um, when they find the cards again, they're like, um, they were perfect in design. They were perfect counterfeits. Perfect. Uh, And then Tom is arrested in 80 for credit card fraud. And the gang is just like, oh, shit. But then the charges against him are dropped. Huh. And people are like, what? Somebody's
2: somebody's greasing the wheels. Yeah, trade man.
1: They basically... (laughs) tablets pictures. Detectives, of course, aren't going to say, I don't think, even afterward what really happened. But they said they deduced that he wasn't really a mastermind. And he was more of a tech guy with good skills. And, um... They considered using him as an informant, and then George King was like, "Why was the case dropped? Were you? Are you? Did you turn?" And um, you know, so DeMeo and the Italians are mad at him, and then you know, these the, this Westy guy that he's you know fucking let into the hen house, he's mad too, and uh, so he's just feeling all this pressure, and he starts kind of like just hiding out, you know, and uh, he's going. You he can't the run houses. away from this one. Ha I mean, it's too much stuff. You know, uh, he he told Bill Lux he's like the Italians are coming for me, and then um, he installs surveillance, like listening stuff, in his office to spy on George. I think to hear, you know, if they're like plotting against him or something. <laughs> you know, he's like the techie guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, out of nowhere, though, don't forget George Sanders and his poor mother in Peoria. <laughs> are being, you know, doggedly pursued by this DA. And out of nowhere, George Sanders decides, I'm going to go kill the DA in Peoria, Illinois. Right? All the
2: way from Newark.
1: All the way, yeah, from Manhattan or whatever, you know? It's it's important to have goals and, you know. He's so mad about this and he, 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 you know, again, he's a psychopath and um, George King is like, absolutely not can't do this like there's way too much at stake here and so sanders leaves and he goes um september 4th with this other guy named chris sample uh to find the da and he buys tickets with a counterfeit credit card
2: of course why wouldn't <laughs> you
1: yeah. right and they search his luggage in chicago and they find two guns huh and they find a collection of counterfeit credit
0: cards. But, but, so they, but they search him when he lands, which means that they were
1: they were tipped off to his arrival.
2: Or did they search him during the check in process? It
1: seems that they went through the bags. Before. So yeah, they went through the bags and they they, they waited to Tip see. Tip off who, the local I don't know. Or
2: who picked them, or who picked him up.
1: Or is that an X-ray thing? I have no idea. You know. I don't know
2: either. This is. He doesn't. But, but world. they searched
1: him when he landed, right? Not when he left. Well, when he picked up the bags, then they oh, searched Oh, oh, I see. So, yeah, it seems like oh,
2: they, see, they see. you know, they went through the bags <clears throat> at check-in, which they were, they did at some point. Back mm-hmm. then. Right. And then they wait to see who picks it up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the yeah. plane. Yeah. Um. So he's uh. They they find the the counter for credit cards, you know, in, in the rest of the search, and um then that is uh that they find also the contact information for George and Tom. And uh, <laughs> it's a whole fucking contact Yeah, yeah. it's just the worst thing in the world. Um <laughs> and so they uh the co- the cops are like, yo, we found these cards, you know, uh to the to the New York cops, and they're like, Okay, don't let him out of jail. Right? And we gotta catch this guy. And um, They're they're also like Also if he gets out George King will just kill him Right Right. So uh, So then Sanders confesses And he identifies the other people Tom and George And he gives up all the locations And they uh, They pretty much Find Most of the stuff Especially the 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 creating The counterfeit cards Equipment gone But they do find 160,000 Counterfeit credit cards
0: (laughs) I thought you were going to say Which dollars. They say could have card, bought,
1: cards. They said they said that that could have bought one point six billion dollars worth yeah. of merchandise.
2: Yeah, one hundred and six thousand fake
1: credit cards. Sixty thousand.
2: One hundred
1: and sixty thousand.
2: There weren't that many credit cards in the.
0: Yeah,
1: we I mean, yeah. you know, one at a time. That's, one at that's a time. Incredible. So that's, Frank, his buddy Frank Ellis and George, they they get all this stuff in a little storage unit, and um, he's he's so mad, right? And he doesn't know, you know. How did they know how to get Sanders? Did Tom tip them off? And so he's talking to Roger Kane, the the porn actor, and he's like, um, you know, they've I've listened on to the to my listening devices, you know, um, you could call them hearing devices. Hearing
2: devices, and wigs. and
1: wigs. And he goes, uh, they've talked about killing me, and uh, he's hiding from Roy DeMeo. He's hiding from the cops. He won't go through the studios, and he's uh, he's just he's got to keep moving but friends are like dude we just don't want to get involved like Zebedee Colt is like I don't want to get involved
2: if <laughs> Spalding Gray's like get me the fuck out of here right <laughs>
1: and so piss um, on somebody the cops the cops are trying to get a hold of him to to, to get information about the gang and, um, and uh, on Wall Street on September 30th they find uh, Tom's body in a car he was shot 11 times um and they don't know really who killed him. Uh, nobody was ever charged with his murder. Uh, it was viewed as viewed as a you know a, a gang thing. Um, but they were they were just it was
2: Chinese <laughs> town, <laughs> right? Forget <laughs> about it. Uh,
1: and they uh, they were just like you know we're way more interested in stopping this credit card thing. Honestly, we don't care. Yeah. Uh, Bill Lux said he thought it was the Mayo's, um gang, and he thought um, you know just with you know, the Gemini method and stuff like that, they were like, it's probably them. Um, detectives and the people working the credit card case thought it was George King. And, um, King was, uh, you know, he was, they, they still arrested King at his new storage facility. And, uh, they, um, they all showed up at the storage facility one day and they all got charged with the thing. And, um, his, You know, he was a suspect of the murder. His bail was set at half a million, which was massive at the time. Shit. Um, so, yeah, that was, uh, you know, kind of how it all shook out. Uh,
2: Meanwhile, the Iceman is just fucking...
1: Partying, he's chill. Cash and checks. Yeah. yeah. So, George King was still around, but everybody that talked to the reporter was like, do not talk to him. <laughs> uh, he's very dangerous. It Turns out he died in 2007 anyway. Um, so
2: everybody, everybody told the reporter, hey, don't talk to yeah, George. Because he's crazy. Because
1: he's really dangerous, even if he's <sighs> super old. Um, uh, Roy DeMeo was killed in 83, um, a few, few days after John Boy here was born. Hey. Coincidence. Um, coincidence. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, Tom's former wives uh, were... Uh, really apparently forthcoming about it and said one of them said we you you reap what you sow about his murder wow um i mean he he did leave them both (laughs) roger kane the actor said um uh he misses tom and if he'd gone in other directions he could have had huge success sure yeah Uh, yeah uh zebedee colt uh left because of tom's murder he got out of porn because of that wow and uh yeah, Bill, uh, Bill Bukowski, you know, he, he ended up in North Hollywood. Um,
2: oh, God.
1: Donald Sanders, the guy who was going to kill the DA, he was, uh, he, he got a, a seven-year a, a seven sentence, um, and there was rumors that rather than serve time, he got into the witness protection program, and the last time one of the detectives on the case saw him was when the police had a party to celebrate convicting George King, and he was at Sanders. The party. His friend was at the party
2: <laughs> in witness protection. Yeah.
1: Hey, who's who's I, this new bartender? I met you guys
2: tonight, right? <laughs> I mean, that
1: to me is—I mean—total evidence that he flipped. You know.
2: Yeah, state's evidence, man.
1: Nobody knows his whereabouts or if he's alive or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, <sighs> that's that whole crazy web of just. Wow. I mean, it's it's crazy how it takes in. This 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 huge swath of
2: a real cross section of society. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean absolutely. just like only in New Great. York. You know there's God like dear. what 1 degree of separation between the ice man and Spalding Gray. Everybody between yeah, yeah, everybody. Yeah
0: yeah they all live around the corner from each other.
2: Yeah and this is why the fucking coronavirus is spreading everywhere. Yeah, it's just... Everybody knows everybody. That's
1: a good point. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well that's I mean when you said Spalding Gray I mean and the ice I mean God,
1: I was very what happy what what a... who Spalding Gray was. That was very good.
2: I am oh, yeah. rather, fake rather smart, cultured. I'm fake smart. Yeah. I knew kind of what he did. You don't forget a
0: name like that. No, it is a great name. Yeah,
2: you don't forget a name like that. That's pretty great stuff, John Boy. It will. It it's makes pretty great it stuff.
0: Makes me think of like two things. One, one is when porn is illegal, then it breeds it breeds the, this all sorts of nastiness. Yeah,
2: without a doubt, you're right. Yeah. Same uh, thing with pornography and drug dealing. Yeah. Know? And, I mean, even though, you know, porn is still, it is legal, there is kind of an unsavory element yeah, yeah. Well, attached to it, to it now. Yeah. yeah, because it, like you said, yeah, there is, because there's a stigma to it, it still attracts. But very much it, less so. Certainly. It's certainly less. less so. But it it's is still... become more
1: mainstream, and it's also become more a corporate investment, for sure. Yeah, well, yes. absolutely. True. Sure.
2: Uh, and thank God, to right. a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or at least... Um, uh, you know, I don't think there are a lot of cam girls that are involved with the mafia, <laughs> yeah. I'd you know, well, right? only so, fans, God. right? Right? So, um, but there is still you, John, you and I both know that there is still kind of a there's a
1: ah, yes, yes, yeah, there's there is still a connection
2: a... between the unsavory element and that industry because it is it's a high risk industry,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. But and uh, and you need a certain amount of money uh um, you need
2: money to get in and you need people who have ooh kind of uh Yeah
1: yeah i mean like it's just, it's crazy how much you know overlap there is with like these things like just
2: drugs and porn well i mean but even like cr- it, at that time you know like i mean at that time without a doubt and it makes total sense and the small
1: amount of people doing it and then right. you know like like when i read about these two greek guys that are buying the movies or, or bankrolling the movies i'm like is that one of the guys oh. that you know fucking uh chased fucking yes uh, uh, what's his name down Remember, he yes. gives him your fuck. Fuck you and fuck your doorknob. Remember that?
2: Yes, yes, yes. Um, um. Brian. Yeah. Yeah.
1: From the Prince of Porn episode. You guys, right. if you guys want to listen to similarly themed things, episode three and episode fifty-three. That um, episode that, are, are right. in the same world. Honestly, um, episode three is so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, so one of, I, I, of our best, for sure. I can't. You
0: you can't find that documentary anywhere because. Uh, Which one? Nicholas Winding uh, bought it. No, for, yeah. Oh no, he, uh, he, it's he, on the he, website. He,
2: it's on. It was on uh by dot, com. dot com. for what? but as as of as of like two days ago or a week ago, because of the coronavirus, he opened up his whole archive. Oh, yeah. That so is, all of no, all of the okay. by Nicholas Alning Refin archive is free to peruse.
0: Okay, now. great. Now I can actually watch it.
2: Yes. So <laughs> those of you who awesome. don't know, the director of Drive and um, Valhalla Rising and only uh what's yeah? There's a few other ones. He he purchased the the rights to Brian, our friend Brian's documentary, The Prince of Porn, um, right. as a part of this kind of cultural ephemera project that he's putting together. So, it was for pay only as of about a year ago, and as of about a week ago, he made it free for everybody Fuck to watch. Yeah, it's really sweet. It's, yeah, that's yeah it's, great. it's very very nice. And he remastered it. It's in full HD. And that's quick. crazy. Yeah, it's it's it well as H D as you can get with, Of course consi- yeah. considering the source quality of the film sort yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but it is it, it's eighteen
1: minute watch, one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. It's amazing. John showed Just it to, to me like
2: after episode one of the podcast, he was like, You gotta see this and we sat down, we got high at my house. I remember and being flip. so
1: happy to, to show you. I was so oh, dude, you excited. were
2: so you were giddy, you were <laughs> giddy like a little girl and then you you showed it to me and I too was girl like. Yeah. Uh, and giddy. And I almost peed my pants and I paused it right in the middle of it and I said, This is the best thing I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's so good. And yeah. we were so fortunate to get to get Brian to come in and,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and we became friends with Brian. Yeah, Brian helped us with some other stuff. So, yeah. uh, that that was it's really really. Great.
1: Yeah, I think with the story, I just kind of got like this 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 takeaway of like what was the thing like you know it seems like all of this stuff stems from this whole like Rotterdam, you know like Nazi invasion in trauma. terms of
2: Tom's issues. Yeah, right.
1: You know, um, well that's definitely why you are sure. shifty and yeah, not a disturbed person.
2: Yeah, and 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 you know. You can all you can make the argument that there were hundreds of thousands of d- people who had the potential to be disturbed, but why Tom? Why sure, Tom did X, Y, sure, and Z? Yeah. You know, not everybody went out and started shooting snuff movies or porn movies, but
1: yeah, I think it's also cer- the trauma that informed of... his yeah life. But like, I think even like the greed and the money making stuff was even like, you know, how are we going to get through? You know, like how are yes. we going to survive? You know? you, d-
2: you never know what happen- might happen tomorrow,
1: right? Yeah,
2: totally, totally get it. But, you know, he was also from Rotterdam, which uh, they've got uh, lax sexual.
1: Yeah, but he rules. definitely had, you know, a specific interest in not being a good person, too. I think we could. Yeah, he might have been know, a piece yeah. of
2: shit any other way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have to imagine he could have been. But also um, you being bombed to that extent yeah. to the point where it affects his life, you know, not even mentally, physically for the rest of his life. There's pro, there maybe there's maybe there's some motivation in there where nihilism creeps in, sociopathy creeps in. where it's like fuck other people, right. yeah, you know,
2: right, right. You know, everybody. You know, I think there's a, a nice mix of nature and nurture with everybody, right? <laughs> yeah. not, a, not not yeah. everybody in his town went on to, to go make <laughs> no. porn movies no. and get murdered no. <laughs> in Manhattan, right? So or run away from the yeah, yeah, um, but certainly there's with i mean the situation we're all in now with with the whole world being in this kind of quarantine thing is going to inform everything that we do for the rest of our lives
0: yes yes and yeah. it's
2: and, it, and all things considered it's not that bad right, right. Yeah. Now, sure. now, now imagine being in a pre-internet pre phone system country and the nazis are dropping bombs on your buildings
1: well it also sounds like even being in new york at that time was a traumatic experience with all it was certainly certainly not not as
2: bad as not as bad as western europe and 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 uh and england
1: but but. like really like that some of the takeaways there's so many takeaways from that thing the uh i mean the one of the things was I got to see that puppet movie, but yeah. also <laughs> sure. another, you know how to pick them.
2: <laughs>
1: but another one was just like the uh, the idea of of all of these cops having this shared horror over talking about the level of of murder from, from the from the DeMeo crew. Yeah,
2: yeah, the Gemini uh, mm-hmm. method.
1: Yeah, and just like they said, they said they said if the crew didn't murder somebody for over a week, they'd be depressed.
2: <laughs> because Jeez. okay, now, now I'm a bit confused, um because did not if the crew didn't murder somebody for over a week, they got depressed because
1: because they, they wanted somebody. to murder somebody
2: oh oh, the crew got the depressed. crew, yeah, no, 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 not no, the obviously. cops,
1: no, the cops were talking about how they
2: shuddered, like they still shuddered to this day to think about those murders. thinking about yeah, the right. Just... Well, the thing about organized crime is that it's organized, and <laughs> that's the trick. You know, what you have now is you've got the cart. The, the 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 closest analog that you have now is probably the cartels in Mexico, in the way that you know these guys are good, <laughs> and mm. they will you know they'll do the Colombian necktie on you, or they'll fucking put a bunch of school boys kids yeah. in their mouths. Yeah, I think it also
1: and, um and... it it takes away a lot of the uh, guilt or trauma from it because if you're like for oh, we, for we, who for the the perpetrator if it's organized if you if it's organized oh it's it's just
2: following orders well yeah Yeah.
1: top-down yeah yeah Yeah. i'm just
2: following orders but they do get very creative with it and because they are so organized and it is such a structure they do really it's not a crime of passion it's all right well what why are we committing this crime how do we do it to inflict the most fear and what are the logistics of doing it i mean Doing a Columbia necktie or putting somebody's genitals in their mouth and then pushing their body on a donkey into the town square really takes logistics.
0: Well, yeah, where are you going to get a donkey? <laughs> At this hour? Or town square, yeah. Probably, but, but, probably, but, but, it's probably a donkey show.
2: This kid's got doesn't even... His balls haven't even dropped. How do you expect me to shove them in his mouth?
0: <laughs> Good God. This is
2: some... I'll get you a toe.
0: But God. but also, also that kind of... That kind of, um, you, know, uh, you know, in order to do B, I need to, I need the motivation is A, is also kind of why uh, it seemed like he, was, he, he, he would trick all of, he would do all of these tricks where he would learn all of this technology because the ends justify the means almost, or this is my only chance to get out, or here I'm making money. So it seems like he had, all, he was really good.
2: There's yeah, whatever he like, did, whatever it was that he did.
0: But it was always he, to, he for some scummy it. end, right?
2: Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Even engineers know. can be pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you know, if it's like, what if, if the patent had taken off or something? Sure, yeah. Maybe as well, well maybe, yeah. Well, he Maybe probably would have been
2: the head of a. C- yeah, exactly. Who also might be a piece of shit. Like yeah, right, yeah. you could be a. You can be a CEO. You know, there was a. There was some movie that John Leguizamo did where he basically played the head of some crime family. Yeah. This was back in the late '90s, early 2000s, and I just remember from the trailer, they were like, "Man, this guy—he should be running a Fortune 500 company." And mm. that's the type of you know skill level that's involved in in no, i'm not saying tom's this this level but uh also maybe he was
1: well i think <sighs> i think uh i mean but you, you know definitely you, it, definitely some people there are smart so, people
2: on both sides of the law right yes
1: yeah right well i mean just some of those friends that were not really legally dubious as much were just like yeah he was brilliant and um you know some people just talked about really liking him you know as, as many yeah. as many people you know as talk about oh he was a creep and weird yeah. and, there's a bunch of people that are like, oh no, I found him intelligent and and uh, let me ask shared, you, you shared think... a great sense of humor and stuff like I that. I was
2: I was paying attention to most of the your speech. Uh, but what I'm getting at is speech? Yeah, <laughs> I yeah gave you're, him a story. Yeah, I know I'm being a piece of shit. But what I'm saying is uh, do you think that the people on on the right side of the law saw him, wow, he was actually a pretty smart guy. Compared to people who were versed in the language of criminality, saw him for what he really was—a shifty, schizo, paranoid guy, also talented. But do you, do you get the question that I'm asking? Is that the um, people do, that do were? I think,
1: though, I think the people not on that side of the law saw him more as his true self.
2: Yes, because they they knew the tells. Yeah, but even even some of those
1: people that that had the more favorable viewpoints of him, like it was like.
2: Were some of them, were they on the other side of the law as well? Well, they were in porn. I mean, that's not, that's kind of like a gray
1: area. Right, right, sure. But, um, yeah, back then it was, like, illegal to make that shit, right? Right, uh, uh, right. So it's, yeah. But
2: it's, that'd be interesting. That'd be, that'd be interesting to suss out is, like, all right, the people that saw him on that day-to-day at the post office thought he was fine, but the people who are really in the shit. Well, don't forget, even the guy know, that yeah. fucking
1: shares the office with the Iceman is, like, oh, yeah, he was schizo. <laughs> And it's like, you're fucking sharing a fucking office with the Yeah, an ice yeah. Man.
2: And well, the Iceman was really good. Yeah, he was very yeah. chill in
1: comparison. Everybody's schizo. <sighs> he, he was super so chill. Chill. <laughs> yeah, so
2: chill. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: He's actually the chillest dude I've ever met. Do, um, do you, do you, I, mean, I
2: got chills every time I walked by his office.
0: <laughs> John, do you think he was uh, ever uncomfortable with his line of work? Do you think that's where the schizo came from? or
1: No, it seems like he, he sought it out in multiple continents. Yeah, It seems yeah. Like he was, yeah, he...
2: Yeah, um, but it also. I mean, it, even, it is, even
1: when he gets into yeah. a, a, a corporate uh, contract, he still doesn't abandon that. He still yeah, is, sure.
2: can't help himself but dabble.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. That that was something that was interesting when you're talking about all of these guys who um, could kind of almost go legally and yet they still fall back into the the obviously illegal stuff. And and what yeah. is the What is that?
1: It, I mean, is it, I think is it just did, easy I money? I think, I think it's it's probably uh, a bit of a buzz, but it's also right. the ease with which uh, you don't have to. Right. Sure. I think yeah. there's
2: okay. a, I think yeah. I think yeah. I think yeah. you and I, John, both know that the ease is uh, it's a different kind of ease.
1: Sure. Yeah. Right.
2: There, there's nothing easy about it, other than
1: well, like not paying taxes, just for uh, Right, Right. That, right. I less I think hoops. That's a
2: big part of it. Is that there are less regulatory hoops, but there is an inherent risk involved. And that's the that's the tax you pay. Sure. The tax you pay is the inherent risk. Yeah. But there is a little bit of a, you know, you do get a little bit of a rush. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, When it's
1: successful, you just kind of go, and it's as simple as that.
2: And that's that, right? But (laughs) when it goes wrong, it goes really wrong. Yeah. I think I think for some people the temptation is too great. Some people Mm -hmm. are risk averse, and some people are are not. Um, and this guy had has had clearly been through the worst of what humanity had to offer at the time for him.
1: Yeah, it also kinda and sounded
2: like he was how willing why to wouldn't go I? deeper and yeah. deeper into it, you know? Sure. Yeah. Well i I think things like that are, are drug like in that in that aspect. Right. Yeah, you get, used, you get like, used to. But I mean, yeah, well, you, you know, if you if, if you're, I go a little bit deeper? Yeah.
1: yeah. You're, if you're just some fucking Dutch guy that's good with gadgets, you shouldn't be between stuck between the Westies and the mafia. <laughs> right, You know right. what I mean? Like, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> How did you get yourself into this mess?
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just greed, you know? And it's like... we're
2: well, okay, I mean, we'll, we'll yeah, leaving his family. He, left, he yeah. left his lady with the two kids.
1: Yeah. And don't he forget, by the time the credit card thing starts, that we already have the house in Long Island.
2: Right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I
1: mean? He, he doesn't need to do it.
0: Oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. It seems like yes. a lot of things that he did, he didn't need to. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. This is the same kind of like gambling addict mentality. Right. It's, it's just, just one of those guys. Yeah. But and sometimes those guys are good at stuff. Yeah. 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 He, he was skilled. He was very skilled. It's, 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 it's,
1: yeah. It's tricky for me to think about like about when I think about who killed him because. You know, he had so
2: many enemies. Well, yeah, and he was found. He
1: was found in a stolen car, and so that's like a little little bit. Oh, of how a, poetic!
2: Well, it's a little bit of a <laughs> on a credit to, card he owned.
1: That to me skews towards uh, DeMeo.
2: because he knew the 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 grift of stealing cars.
1: Well, that their main thing was loan Risk. sharking and and, and stealing car rental theft. cars. Yeah. Yes. Well, no, no, no. George King and and that was that was under the oh. credit card thing before okay. before oh, anything, before all that. Yeah. So it's kind of like, huh. you know, I mean, I think King had more at stake, and probably is responsible.
2: But well, We can never talk. to
1: But him. but you never know, you know. Um, well, he's it's, dead. They found out he's dead.
2: Well, before then they said don't ever talk to him.
1: <laughs> yeah, all of all of the detectives were just like telling this girl, like, please don't, please don't, <laughs> please look
2: don't him talk up. to him. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, so. he was so good. Uh, he was so good at his job that that he, if they eliminated him, they eliminated a really big connection to them of the guy who could make the cards the guy who could allow
1: them to do their thing yeah yeah i mean like you know also the cops were apparently trying to flip them
2: and also the cops back then were mad corrupt Mm-hmm. And yeah. not that they aren't now, but back then, what the seventies, mid seventies, like oh, 70s. That's so, thing.
1: Like when you're talking about the case yeah. being dropped, like was that a D'Amato yeah. payoff or like who or, knows? Or just,
2: yeah, or or how many thousand? You know, they probably had a thousand beat guys in what Lower Manhattan at the time. So, <sighs> Andrew, like, the, well, it also how many shows of you
1: that, the like how motivated these guys were just by money, like just like exactly. com- companies being like, you hey, know, forget just this forget murder. About it.
2: Forget about it. Just yeah.
1: You find out what's going on with these cards. Yeah. And they're like, oh, the guy that did it's dead? Cool. <laughs> <You know?
2: laughs> Great. Good. No, I can, yeah, exactly. So there are so... It's it's like the Kennedy assassination. I mean, there were just so many angles. Like, you're never gonna <sighs> fucking figure it out. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And then yeah. the guy himself is so secretive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody who knows him really knows him. Right. You know, he's just a many-faced person. So, like, right. you're not... <sighs> And you know. that Dutch Pretty wild it.
2: stuff, John. Pretty wild yeah stuff. I read that I read
1: one that. a long time ago, and I think just because you did your episode
2: yesterday, I was with like with the I- Rialto report yeah it made me and I was so kinda... impressed with uh, you know, I had never done a deep dive into the Rialto Report and I was so impressed with the quality of the writing and, and the investigative journalism yeah and, and... and
1: one article will lead you to another and you can go down some really cool yeah. so holes. many
2: they do a really good job of hot linking yeah to all their other articles it, it's really really good shit
1: yeah I Because can't then, believe like, it took I, me I, so I, long I remember seeing in this article the Kuklinski thing and I was like that's really familiar is that the fucking Iceman and it was like you know there's a fucking yeah. link on his name and then I was like yeah. oh shit it is you know yeah. Um but yeah it's uh it's just a fascinating web. I like fascinating.
2: that a lot. I like it a lot, John.
1: Yeah, I am uh I'm really glad I got to share it with you, good yeah, boy. thank you, John.
2: Anyway, sleep tight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I know it's pretty dark, even like the no, farmer's daughter I, stuff in the
0: beginning.
2: No, that's the best part.
0: <laughs> no, it, but you know, mate, there's a lot of fucking I mean,
1: anybody. In a lot that, of these people have shit. no
2: morality. They yeah. don't have any morality.
1: Well, that's the thing too, is that it being so taboo. I feel like it was like guys like Philip Prince and somebody Colt. somebody Colt is also like a gay guy. You know what I mean? Ew. And, ew. and he's just kind of like, but he's still just like, I just I don't want know, to make gender. a big fuck you movie. Yeah, it's a, know it's know a very mean? big
2: fuck you movie. Um, yeah, that movie's insane. Fuck you, fuck me. That,
0: that Jesus Christ, the piss dude. and the dream and the. That,
2: that's not uh, the normal part. It's. <laughs> It's really great
1: stuff. Yeah. There's only, I love there's it. There's only one consensual sect act in, in the entire movie. And
2: Spalding Gray's in it. And it's one too many, if you ask me. <laughs> right, should we call it there? <laughs> I think we should. Sure, this sure. Is, I, hope, uh, I hope everybody listening is having a good uh, quarantine.
1: Yeah. Be safe. Wash you your think. hands. Don't touch
2: your face. That's right. We'll touch your face after you wash your hands, I suppose. But mm. don't minimize it. Don't touch my face. You're touch, sick.
1: Touch mine. Right, touch mine. Right, yeah.
2: um, thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with our um, video conference uh, format. Yeah, it's getting better. And it's getting, it's getting better. We're cu- our internet is not cutting out as bad. <laughs> figuring it out. <laughs> not this time, and that's all good. We're trying it out. We're figuring it out. And I uh, love you, boys. Yeah, we do. Just
1: say good night. My name is John Fahey.
2: My name is Aaron Peepee. <laughs>
1: Matt Broussard. Good night, everybody. We love you.
2: Good night. A
0: A podcast network.